Welcome to the Story Forest, original tales for curious and adventurous children. In this episode, Toby and Eva meet a lost and competitive cub on the next Sapphire Island. As they continue their quest to find their parents, they are given something that will help them on their way. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. The Bear and the Flute Toby and Eva zigzagged their ship, the Oyster Catcher, across the waves, using the edge of the wind to get to the next island. They had woken early that morning. Everything seemed so different from the day before. Then they hadn't known if their parents were safe. They didn't know if they were going the right way. They had been hungry and tired and lonely. Now they knew their parents were here on the Sapphire Islands somewhere. They weren't sure how to get to them, but they were here. And they had rested well and eaten and sung their song. Their ship was full of supplies again and they had a plan. Some sort of plan anyway. The old man they had met on the last island, who had told them that their parents were here somewhere, had told them to go to the next island. It didn't sound like they would find their mama and papa here, but it was the next step. They sailed closer, a breeze whistling past them, and seagulls swooping and calling. The next island looked more normal, wooded again with dark green trees. They sailed around the side of the island until they came to a small beach. They steered carefully through a few large rocks sticking out. Then Eva jumped out and they pulled the ship ashore and landed on the sand. She looked hungrily into the forest and Toby, jumping out of the ship behind her, laughed. Go on, go and have a look. We'd better have some breakfast first, but we'll need more sticks. You go and have a look, and I'll get a fire going. We can cook some fish. Eva grinned. They hadn't eaten fish for a while. She gave Toby a hug quickly, then ran into the woods. The morning summer sun was glowing through the leaves, throwing lights and patterns on the floor. There were flurries and chattering and birdsong and whistles. It felt as though the forest was alive. After a few moments, just taking it in, she started to gather sticks from the ground. She had brought their large bag and started to fill it, taking her time, wandering through the trees, singing as she went. She became aware, as she walked, of another sound. It was larger than the others, which she took to be squirrels or mice or even sleepy hedgehogs. It sounded like something else. It was very quiet but she was sure it was there, and that it was watching and following her. She came to a stream and took a drink, then decided to follow the stream back to the sea. She found she was only a little way from the beach and climbed along the side of the island, sometimes with her feet in shallow water, until she reached Toby. The fish smelled amazing, and she gave him the wood and they sat and ate, fish and toast cooked on the fire, and then fruit they had gathered the day before. When they were done, they put out the fire and started again into the woods. They weren't sure what they were looking for. 
Eva called out to their parents now and again, but both of them were pretty sure their parents weren't there. They walked and looked and searched, Toby trying to work out their direction from the sun above them. Eva called again. And then there was a sound in reply. Another call. They looked at each other and Toby shrugged and they started to walk in the direction of the shout. As they got closer, there was more noise, scrambling, trees and branches being moved out of the way. Eva called again. Hello? There was another loud sound in reply, though it did not quite sound like words. It was much, much closer, and a few moments later, something erupted into the trees ahead of them, almost tripping over them in its haste. It was covered in brown fur. It was huge. It had black, beady eyes. Toby and Eva stumbled backwards and fell over on top of each other. It was a bear. They were about to right themselves and run when it stopped, looked at them and then stood up on its hind feet and spoke. Hello, humans. Have you seen a little brown bear about this big? I've been looking all morning. He's always running off and it's very annoying. She, for somehow, even though her voice was growly and bear-like, they knew the bear was a she, sounded worried. She had moved her paws to indicate the size of a small bear cub. It didn't look as though they were about to be eaten. Toby and Eva scrambled to their feet. I'm terribly sorry, Toby started. But Eva suddenly remembered the sounds and the feeling from earlier when she had collected the sticks. She felt a certainty that it had been the bear cub. I think I did, she explained. Down further by the beach, I think it was him. Good. Well, what are you doing here? We're looking for our parents, Toby said urgently. The Arthurs said they are in the islands, but we don't know where. They are not here. The mother bear spoke starkly. No one has been on this island. Toby and Eva shrank a little. They would not find their parents today. The bear kept looking at them. Eva felt as though she could see right inside of her and stared back. Toby looked at her dark eyes and wondered what was happening behind them. I can help you. The bear seemed to have come to a decision and spoke in a low voice. I can give you something that will help you on your journey. Thank you, Toby said quietly. You must help me first. Yes, I will give you something to help you find your parents. But you have to find my son and look after him for the day. Bring him to me at the centre of the island at sundown. There, I will make you your tool. OK, Eva said seriously. Deal. The bear twisted her face in what was probably a smile, then bowed and left. Why did you say that? Toby said quickly. We should have asked for more details. How on earth are we going to find a baby bear and look after it? Oh, I don't know, Eva said with a smile. 
But we won't do it unless we try. Come on, he was this way. She turned into the woods and Toby followed, shaking his head. They walked through the trees, Eva's head twisting every time she thought that she saw a movement. What were you doing earlier? Toby said, trying to approach the problem logically. Gathering sticks and... Eva frowned. And I was singing, I suppose. Toby raised his eyebrows, then nodded his head, and after a moment Eva began to sing as they carried on walking through the trees. It was their mother's song, the one that had led them to sleep every night, the one that had led them to the Sapphire Islands. The sea breeze calls out to me memory of a melody from the land so sweet and blue from the lost and from the true The song is a compass, the mother gives a flute, the wings and the shadow, then a story and truth. The sweet tang brings a sadness, then you gather but leave. My silent sapphire islands singing only in the breeze. Oh. She sang it over and over, and then Toby spoke quietly. Don't stop singing, but I think I saw something. Down to the left. Let's walk closer. They did. Toby kept the edge of his eye out and was sure that he could see a flash of brown fur. What are we going to do? Eva hissed between the verses. Let's go down to the ship, Toby said. Let's get some food out. Maybe he speaks like his mum. Toby realised they hadn't even thought to ask the mother bear the cub's name. They went down to the shore and Toby took the big bag of food out of the ship. He started to lay it on the ground around them. Finally, they both sat down, trying to look unthreatening and with Eva still singing. Toby passed her a drink, which she took gratefully. Then Toby saw a shadow step out of the forest. It moved forward slowly until it started to eat a bit of fish. Toby and Eva exchanged glances again. Hello, Toby spoke gently. The bear cub froze. Your mother sent us to find you. Toby had no idea if the bear would be able to understand. Eva, overcome with excitement, stopped singing and turned her head. The bear scurried backwards, but paused on the edge of the trees. Please, please come and play with us, Eva said, her eyes sparkling. I've never played with a bear before. The cub stood up on its hind legs. 
Then Eva stood up. I can do that too. And look, she held out a leg, stretched out her arms and balanced. The cub looked and looked and then he tried and then he tumbled over and somehow it was very, very funny and Toby and Eva couldn't help laughing. The cub turned and climbed a tree, quickly making its way to the top branches. I don't think he liked being laughed at, Toby said quietly and Eva nodded. Toby stood up now. What are you going to do? Eva asked as he strode towards the trees. She was a little afraid. The cub was small, but his claws and teeth were sharp. I'm going to climb a tree. Toby did. The trees were tall and without many footholds, so it took him a lot longer than it had taken the bear cub. The cub watched very, very closely. Finally, Toby got level with him and they stared at each other. Then the cub quickly climbed even higher, far higher than Toby would ever be able to go. All right, Toby said, you win. Win, shouted the cub, surprising Toby and Eva. Then he climbed down and excitedly began to approach Eva. Toby started climbing down. Come, come, the cub spoke again. Toby reached the floor and they followed. The cub took them along the edge of the beach and then started along some rocks. They had to climb and scramble. It was clear the cub had done it many times before as he knew exactly where to put his paws. When they lagged behind, he made funny noises and said, Win! again. Finally, he stopped at a small cliff face overhanging the water, which was probably the height of an adult down to the water. He waited for them expectantly. Toby and Eva stopped and looked at him. And then he jumped off. It was so sudden, Eva screamed. They were meant to be looking after this cub. They went over to the edge and looked down. The cub resurfaced, splashing with his arms. Win! He shouted, win! He looked up at them. It slowly dawned on Toby. I think he wants us to go in. Eva looked at the cliff, then at the water, then grinned. Looks fine to me. What do you think, Toby? Toby had a closer look. The moment he turned to Eva with a nod, she jumped into the water and moments later he followed. On the hot day after climbing the rocks, it was wonderful to be in the water. It seemed a magical, wonderful blue and the sun shone high. The cub kept splashing them and doing what they guessed was laughing, then showed them to some more rocks that they could jump off. Soon they were all doing silly jumps and dives and then they were all tired and the cub showed them a shallow way to climb up out of the water again. Tum! The bear stood now and pointed to his stomach. Eva laughed. Me too, little cub. Tum! Come on, Toby, let's go and have some lunch. The cub loved trying all their foods, ravenously eating some of them and spitting others out. After it had eaten a little, it relaxed and even let a cautious Eva stroke his fur. Eva sang to him again and then very soon his breathing changed and Eva realised that he was asleep. He slept for a while and Eva, feeling his skin rise and fall slowly, 
and tired herself by the sun and the water, dropped off too. Toby kept watch, thinking about the islands and what the mother bear could possibly give them to help. A map? A better ship? The cub and Eva woke at the same time. Each of them had an apple. Then the cub stood up and started to walk, looking behind to make sure they were following. Eva started chatting away to the cub, telling him about all the places they had seen and asking him questions, which he didn't really respond to, but he seemed to like it. He led them to a stream and then lay in wait on the side, watching the water closely. Toby moved and the cub stared at him crossly and gave a huff, so they were still. A few minutes later, the cub burst into action and leapt into the water, paw outstretched. Eva lurched forward and saw that he was trying to pinion a fish. He missed, but dived after it, squirming down the water and finally catching the fish on his paw. He stood up out of the water, then began to stomp and dance. Win, win, win! Toby and Eva laughed and clapped, though Eva secretly thought the dead fish looked a bit gruesome. The cub seemed to expect them to fish next. They tried to explain that they couldn't do it the way he did, but the cub did not understand, and eventually Toby went to get his fishing gear. When he returned, the cub was fascinated and watched very carefully as Toby caught a couple of fish. Then Eva suddenly realised that the sun was going down and they started toward the centre of the island. The cub dragged its feet, but Eva began to sing and then he came with them. They came to a clearing. It reminded Eva of the one on the last island and Toby wondered if there was one on every island. When they stepped out, they saw the bear and saw a big pile of wood and saw her sat next to it, busy with her hands with a knife and with a piece of wood. She looked up at them and at the cub and smiled. Win! he shouted, then jumped up and down, ran over and licked her. Win! 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 Tum! The mother laughed and nuzzled him with her nose, then looked up at the children. Thank you. The time I had without my cub was amazing, just this once. I am finishing this. Why don't you light the fire? We will cook some meat and have a song. Toby took some matches from the big bag and lit the fire in several places. Eva sat back on the ground and watched the flames start to creep up the wood. Toby tended it. The cub alternated between coming to sit on Eva and dancing around all of them. His mother smiled. He is a wild one. He has had a wonderful day. Tell me about your family. Eva spoke about their parents, about them arriving at new lands, trying new foods, meeting new people, about them telling stories, about them working together when there were rough seas, about them teaching about the sea and the birds and the fish, about them teaching the children to read stories from all around the world about making music and singing and making up songs together. About how her mother had been born on the Sapphire Islands, but left when she was very small. 
Sometimes Eva dropped the tail and Toby picked it up. All the while, the bear worked hard on the thing in its hands. The cub danced around, the sky darkened. Insects came to buzz around the fire and other creatures scurried up to the clearing. Badgers and rabbits and weasels and stoats and foxes and squirrels. Toby and Eva kept speaking, but made sure not to make any sudden movements. The fire was burning bright and hot when the bear suddenly stood with a flourish, holding aloft the thing she had been making, silhouetted against the flames of the fire. There, she called, and then held it out to Toby. Toby took it in his hands. It was a flute. He stared. The flute will help you, the bear said. Tonight, and only tonight, the tune you play will be heard by your parents. They will know you are safe. But after, songs are important on these islands. It will help. Thank you, Toby said, and put it to his lips. He played the tune of the Sapphire Island song. Eva smiled wistfully, trying to imagine her parents somewhere hearing it. They would be cheered, she thought. After a few repeats, Toby stopped. The cub appeared by his leg. He looked put out. Dance, he said, then stomped his foot. Dance! Toby and Eva laughed, and Toby began to play a new song about the smoke and the fire and the creatures and the night. And the animals began to dance. First they swayed or tapped, then they leapt and sprung and shook and twirled, coming close to the fire and moving together in complete wildness. Some badgers beat out a rhythm against a tree. Eva threw herself into the music and danced. Soon words came to her, and she sang as she spun and whirled the fire and the night and the trees, swirling together in her vision. Sparks jump high, bears swoop low. The crowding and the rhythm, here I go. Cup stumps hard, beasts dance now. The creatures and the music join somehow. I can't stop spinning, I won't stop laughing. The words are full of song I'll dance until I'm done I can't stop spinning I won't stop laughing The words are full of song And I will dance until I'm done They danced and danced and then when the fire began to die, the animals began to creep back to their burrows and trees and dens. And finally, Eva and Toby both hugged the cub and shook hands with the bear and made their way sleepily back to the ship. They were tucked in their bunks when Toby, turning the flute over in his hands, sat up bolt upright. Eva heard. What is it, Toby? It's the song. Eva, it's the song. The mother gives the flute. He was right. It was a line from the song their mother had always sung to them. 
Was it a coincidence? How did she know? With questions rolling around in their heads, they lay back on their pillows and eventually fell asleep. The end. To the stories of the brave Princess Isabel and the clever Theo the Monster Hunter. Story by Anna Roberts, narrated by Pam McNaughton, produced by Aidan Roberts, score by Zoe McNaughton, vocals by Zoe McNaughton and Theo Wallace.